General Minahan, an Air Force four-star, one of the two patriots uh, in the military that we can trust. He's the head of Air Mobility Command in the Air Force. All the transport aircraft uh, in the Air Force, all the tankers. He said, get ready for war. It's going to happen. Now, he says 25. He says 2025. Well, that's not too far away. Uh, I say this year. Hey, friends. Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for being here. We really do appreciate it very much. That was retired Army Colonel John Mills with a dire warning, friends. And this time, it's not about Ukraine. I don't think most folks listening have any idea how close we are to World War III. And it's going to be sparked by the battle for Taiwan. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. All right, friends, this is a very apropos sponsor given this conversation. Silver has been valued for its beauty and rarity for centuries. But did you know it also plays a vital role in modern industry and tech? According to Noble Gold Investments CEO Colin Plume, who I just interviewed recently, silver could be the new oil. From electronics to solar panels, demand for silver is only set to rise. That's why investing in a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is a smart choice for those looking to secure their financial future. With a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA, you can invest in physical silver coins or bars and take advantage of its unique properties as both a precious metal and industrial commodity. Not only does a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA provide a hedge against inflation and market volatility, it also allows you to diversify your portfolio with an asset proven to hold its value over time. And this month, you'll get a beautiful Silver Eagle coin with every qualifying IRA of $20,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com to get started. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGTReport.com, TheFazer.com, and TheLibertyMill.com. Guys, today we're going to talk about the gathering storm. I've got retired Army Colonel John Mills back on the line. We last spoke with John just a few weeks ago. Welcome back, John. Hey, thank you, Sean. It's an honor to be on your show. That was a it was a great hit that first time. Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, said they they really loved uh, loved uh, the show. So thank you so much. Well, good. Thanks for bringing the uh, the real news. We really appreciate it. And uh, today, I just want to start with the macro picture and uh, just convey to the audience that part of this gathering storm, in my view, is a totalitarian, out-of-control, tyrannical federal government. But the good news is it's all being exposed. The lies about January 6th, the lies about the election, the lies about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, and the lies about what they call our money, our fiat currency, the U.S. dollar, the weapon of war that it is, is, in my view, kind of starting to melt down are you starting to get that sense as we watch these banks begin to collapse and by the way i think that's an engineered collapse they want to get all of those deposits into the four or five or six too big to fail banks and then they want to encircle us they want to trap us they want to close the exits and introduce a central bank digital currency but again the good news is we can see their lies for what they are now john can't we yeah absolutely sean what do you make of the state of the banks right now? Does this have you concerned? I think, uh, you know, all of the intel I have is that this is a far worse situation than 2008, 2009. Well, I think two key data points that are going on. And, you know, I'm not a I'm not an economic expert, but I've had to learn a lot of this stuff because it's a it's a significant element of our national security. First of all, Silicon Valley Bank, when I when it was part of my charter job starting around 2007, 2008 to rebuild the relationship between Silicon Valley and uh, the DOD. We talked about that a little bit last time. At the time, what could possibly go wrong it sounded like a good idea. Silicon Valley Bank was often at these meetings uh, with the, uh, it's called Sand Hill Road in Silicon Valley. That's where all the uh, Kleiner Perkins uh, and, uh, and Dreesen Horowitz, all the big venture capital firms are for big tech. Uh, but Silicon Valley Bank was all, always there and it was, very simply, uh, it put out, I mean, it gave easy loans to uh, 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 things that were not good in the venture ca- in the venture capital and innovator world. And simply they were giving out too much money and not bringing in enough. But the second data point that's very important 
is uh, Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia, um, I was thinking they were going to stick with the U.S. regardless, uh, even though they had a, an extreme sour and cold shoulder from the Obama-Biden team, as they've always had. Um, <clears throat> they, they voted to go with the China-Russia access, cut a deal, uh, agree to a peace deal between them and Iran, and essentially uh, formulate their sales to China and Russia, mainly China, uh, in uh, Yuan. Uh, that is a huge, huge vote of no confidence in the future of the dollar. That was a travesty that never would have happened under Trump. Yeah, I agree with you. And you said something so important. Uh, the U.S. dollar and the banks are a significant element of our national security. The problem with what is happening here, uh, and uh, that's what's causing a bit of an electronic bank run as people move from the small regional banks into the two big to fail banks. The problem is, is that Yellen, in her own words, said they're not going to guarantee any bank unless they choose to guarantee the deposits at that bank. So Silicon Valley Bank, those deposits guaranteed. Uh, Signature Bank in New York, those deposits guaranteed. But maybe my little bank, my local bank, nope, Yellen says no. So they are going to cause an electronic bank run because that woman can't keep her mouth shut and because the whole system is built on debt. We're talking $17 trillion in deposits, John. So you want to talk about national security. There used to be a time when we, uh, 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 the senior leaders, those in the know, had a general understanding of the size of the annual U.S. budget, the size of the annual uh, <clears throat> U.S. deficit, the size of the accumulated deficit, the size of the GDP, uh, and and all that debt spending was essentially uh, based upon the presumption that America was good for the dollar, uh, was good for the debt, and America was the best bet for the future. Um, just like uh, Jimmy Carter was, was hell-bent on giving away the Panama Canal, uh, Obama was hell-bent on giving away the Internet, uh, Biden seems to be uh, totally focused on giving away the dollar at the reserve currency which when you're not the reserve currency, you're a second or third tier player. This is one of the ground zero of the source of American greatness is the dollar as the world uh, reserve currency. And yet all the, all the Ivy League, uh, Belfer Center, Harvard trained uh, geniuses inside this administration are obsessed with giving away the dollar as the reserve currency. When you're not the reserve currency, guess what? You you pay higher interest rates. You get uh, deals that are not as good because again, it's 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 a it's a vote of confidence in the future. There's no formal vote for the dollar as the reserve currency. <clears throat> it's just a, an accumulation of what everybody thinks. And it passed from the the British pound to the dollar uh, after the end of the Second World War. And um, these geniuses are are obsessed with giving away the true source of American power. The uh, I say it somewhat tongue in cheek, the almighty U.S. dollar. But uh, you know the debt spending is there's there's a certain amount that that's okay when you're good for the future. That's that is falling apart right now. Yeah, I want to do a screen share and play a clip and get your thoughts on this, because when we talk about national security, obviously it would be nice to have a secure southern border, right? We should have border security if we're going to have a nation at all, but we have a treacherous puppet for president. Let me play this clip for you, and I want your uh, thoughts on it. Uh, you uh, would have a hard time convincing me that this puppet president isn't actively, literally trying to destroy America in the middle class. Listen to this. Um, isn't it a fact that the president's proposed budget proposes $4.7 trillion in new taxes? It does It does propose significant additional taxes, yes. $4.7 trillion? Something like that, yes. <laughs> Something like that. 4.7, 4.8. You know, who's counting at this point, John? I mean, they're literally trying to destroy this country, and he's doing a pretty good job <laughs> If they're just making up these numbers. I mean, yeah, I want to be on that, uh, you know, uh, uh, man from Glad team or whoever that Yellen uh, is. I mean, I mean, she looks like an absolute fool. And uh, yet, you know, she's supposed to be the Ph.D., you know, wizard that knows everything. And she can't even stutter her way through a congressional presentation. I mean, this is pathetic. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I have a vote of no confidence in these elite 
Uh, I don't want to be on her team. Uh, she obviously doesn't know what she's doing. She can't count. She can't add any numbers. You know, if she doesn't know right off the top of her head what exactly is the annual U.S. budget, what exactly is the annual debt, what is the accumulated debt, what is the GDP, she's got to know these basics, and she's just winging it at this point in time. Couldn't agree more. One more screen share. Guys, if uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, this is the kind of information you're going to get. You can try to avoid the reality of what's happening right now, but you can't escape the consequences of avoiding that reality. So I shared this from Balaji. Let's level set, shall we? We're just going to go through this real quick so people understand the gravity of what I'm trying to describe here. Uh, The gathering storm is certainly an economic collapse. That is, uh, they're bringing us to the brink of another one here, guys. On March 10th, a bank with $200 in assets went to zero overnight. Since then, we've seen the following things happen. Emergency Sunday, Fed print for domestic banks. Two trillion estimate of amount to be printed, 18 trillion estimate of amount to back all deposits, 186 banks reported in similar situation of insolvency, similar to uh, Silicon Valley Bank, 500 billion wired out from the banks seeking safe havens, 150 billion plus in discount window, more than the 2008 crisis, 400 billion printed in days, reversing most of the quantitative tightening the Fed has tried to do. Emergency Sunday Fed print for foreign banks. It just goes on and on and on, guys, including the too-big-to-fail Credit Suisse Bank, now another dead bank walking. There's rumbles about Deutsche Bank. There's rumbles about Charles Schwab. Uh, Wells Fargo's in trouble. I mean, this is, I mean, get physical silver, physical gold, and some Bitcoin. I don't know what else to tell people to do. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I would start infiltrating, uh, tranches of, uh, cash. I mean, right now, the problem is you move out of the market, you lock in your losses, but I mean, hopefully you've already, uh, I mean, we pivoted several years ago to a larger, uh, larger portion in just, uh, currency. And, uh, I think it's a good idea to keep an amount of currency, uh, uh, on, on hand, uh, I think some dollars is good. Uh, some some of the uh, tangible gold and silver is a good idea. Uh, the Bitcoin, I think it is. I'm, I'm still personally a little unclear on on some of this cryptocurrency stuff. Um, but having a little bit of that, uh, I think would be okay. Uh, but uh, I think you you know I, I, you need to start uh, need to start prepping for an unstable several years here and especially when conflict starts it's going to be crazy um so uh you know we had a uh, we had the world's best economy uh you know even with the uh even with the virus uh in 2020 uh we were the world's leader in energy uh we had a dominant world economy and in two years the wrecking house of the biden team and the globalists have uh, destroyed it and uh you know, and they, uh, again, I kind of divide them up into thirds. A third's are, a third is bought off. A third is ideologically crazy. Can't even talk to them. A third is, uh, they mean well, but the most dangerous things can be done by people who mean well. They don't know what they want at this point in time. Um, they don't have any models that they're, they, that are workable. They're not following them. They're just winging it minute to minute here. They have no idea how to run a business, how to run a country, how to run the, again, you have somebody who took several million dollars from China and now they're taking $250,000 out on their beach house in Delaware. I think that sums it up. You don't even talk further than that. Where did all the money go? Obviously they blew it. Yeah, Biden is a laughing stock, and but it's no laughing matter here because Russia and China are now chummy with each other, and uh, it's going to be odd man out here with the United States because of this puppet president who does nothing but destroy our nation from within. And that might be a good segue to what you have behind you there, but let me just say, Donald Trump is starting to sound a little bit like Alex Jones. Did you hear what he said the other day? Either we destroy the deep state or the deep state will destroy us. Right on, right on, brother. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. The status quo is is destroying America and the American economy. You said if, if they are doing nothing about the number one enemy of America right now is fentanyl in our neighborhoods. They're doing nothing. It's all coming across the southern border. They're doing nothing about it. They don't care. Uh, they don't understand, or, or they're too stupid. Doesn't matter at this point in time. The net effect is the same. 
Um, our, our, our society is being ripped apart by uh, fentanyl, by the Antifas, which are the Antifa. It just dawned on me. Antifa is the same thing as the transgender movement, is the same thing as the uh, now you have the squatter movement uh, that's just taking over private property. It's all the same group. You know, they're never they're, they're, they're never going to stop with their conveyor belt of, of hate and discontent to uh, destroy America. They don't know what they want because they want to destroy everything that's good. So uh, that's the problem. And we just got to stand up and uh, and Donald J. Trump says destroy the deep state. Well, the other thing that uh, is such a bitter pill for those of us that understand the election was stolen and there was a coup and they implanted a puppet named Joe Biden. The bitter pill is that this man is evidently happy to bring us to the edge of World War Three with Russia. Ukraine has been soundly defeated. I guess Zelensky hasn't gotten the message yet, but there's no way that. Ukraine can ever beat Russia in a war. And that seems to be lost on the puppet president, right? He continues to fund Ukraine, giving our taxpayer dollars, giving our hard-earned money to Zelensky, uh, to this child trafficking hub internationally. And the question is why? People are waking up. We don't want any part of this. We don't want war with Russia, but the deep state does. So it's no laughing matter. I mean, we're kind of at the edge of nuclear war. I just uh, I just read a, a news item the other day. Putin wants to move tactical nukes around uh, closer to the border. Was it Poland? I don't remember, but uh, it's getting very serious. Yeah, he wants to return them to Belarus, which is one of the former Soviet satellites. So it'll be because uh, those essentially were supposed to have been withdrawn. They've always lied. The Russians have always lied about this. They've always had them in the... Uh, um, uh, the enclave, uh, the name's escaping me right now, the old, uh, uh, well, the heart of, of uh, where uh, Prussianism is, uh, uh, the Russian enclave, they're right across from Sweden. Uh, they never surrendered that territory. They've always hidden nukes there. We always knew it. And, uh, but they want, he wants to move them back into Belarus also. Um, and uh, that's right. I don't think that was the int- original intent of the war in the Ukraine. Uh, but uh, uh, to grind down. But the problem with the war in the Ukraine right now is uh, it's 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 chewing up a lot of our our, our war reserves of uh, ordnance and uh, all the uh, staffers who uh, the process is called uh, uh, excess defense articles EDA. A president can defense to declare uh, essentially stores of uh, U.S. equipment excess and with simple signature of the pen, declare them excess. There's a little bit of a process that goes on or reporting to Congress, but he can just give away. And as soon as the uh, 21-year-olds in the in the White House figured that out, you know, they just start giving away our ordinance like it was uh, candy off the, the shelf of the candy store. Well, the problem is we're, we're, we're running out of it. And right now, the war in the Ukraine is serving the purpose solely uh, the, the, the puppet master Xi in China, and it's uh, serving the purpose of just uh, exhausting our ordnance reserves, which is a very bad idea. Is that the goal? Do you think of the Ukraine war? What is this all about? Well, uh, I mean, we we could do us an additional show on the history of Ukraine, and uh, Ukraine has been ungoverned space for a number of years. I mean the. The Bushies were very involved in it, uh, and uh, you know created a coup for pro-Western uh, government, which enraged the, the Russians. Uh, and then when the uh, then when the Obama Biden team came in, they supported a counter coup because they didn't like the group, the Orange group in power because uh, they were related to Bush, and they got them out of power. But they couldn't have cared less about the Ukraine um, uh, until they realized that it was Haiti on steroids as an opportunity for money laundering. Then they cared. But before that, they couldn't have cared. The Russians first invaded in 2014. The, the Biden team couldn't have cared less about the, uh, about the Ukraine. And, uh, but then they you know, realized, wow, this is Haiti on steroids. We could do this on a global scale, dwarfing what, what the Clintons learned in, uh, in Haiti as far as money laundering through nonprofits. Oh, my God. You're singing my tune. The Clintons and Haiti and Laura Silsby caught at the border trying to smuggle out 33 children. And who came to her aid? Bill Clinton and a pedophile, a convicted pedophile attorney that Clinton got to defend Silsby. Yeah, no, you're right over the target. So what do you got behind you there? I know you have some slides you wanted to share today. Where are we going next? Well, I just I think it's important. Uh, I got I got I got several slides here to show the situation in the Pacific, because this is the gathering storm and the main game. Uh, 
I mean, again, the administration is too uh, ideologically twisted, bought off, or uh, blissfully, uh, totally in denial of reality. She just visited Moscow and said the uh, essentially uh, changes in the air, changes that haven't been seen for 100 years. What he means is putting America out of business. What he means is China on top, Russia is a junior uh, junior partner, uh, very far junior partner, not even close. Um, and uh, this administration is, again, too stupid, too ideologically twisted, too bought off to, to care, understand, or know what to do with it. I mean, Tony Blinken's going, oh, wow, I'm glad that they're talking to each other. And he goes, oh, Mr. Xi, when you go to, when you go to Moscow, make sure to tell Mr. Putin that uh, he's been indicted by the uh, International Tribunal for War Crimes. Don't forget, Mr. Xi. Yeah, it's like, give me a break. You know, I mean, nobody takes Blinken seriously. I mean, why even have a State Department at this point in time? It's it's a it's a pathetic joke. Uh, you know, they're virtue signaling, lecturing everybody about transgenderism. Nobody takes them seriously overseas. And uh, uh, why even have a State Department? So we'll take care of that in the second term of the Trump administration. Yeah, Trump learned his lesson, didn't he? He had too many deep state swamp creatures surrounding him, and he vows not to let that happen again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got I got a number of slides here, Sean. So let's just go through this. Uh, you know, I, I just because a lot of people, I, I think it's very important to get a very geographic, physical understanding of what's going on and where things are located. Because, uh, as, as you know, uh, with our critical race based uh, theory training in the public school system, most people, 80 uh, percent of Americans couldn't point out where America was on a map. Unfortunately, I don't think it's that high. But they certainly can't point out most of these other places. Uh, it's important. you got to understand these things. And as we retake the school system and retake society, uh, we have to just get right back to the basics and emphasize this. But let's go to the map. And so this is, uh, this is the Pacific Ocean. America is this way. Hawaii is this way. Alaska is up here. we got our good ally, Japan, South Korea, the country of Taiwan, the Philippines, and then uh, a number of islands here, including sovereign American territory. And it's really important. This is American territory. This is, if there is an attack or strike, this is American territory. This isn't some uh, hapless, uh, uh, you know, uh, Pacific Islanders. These are Americans. These are Americans. This is Guam, the territory of Guam. And then you have a separate territory right up here. It's called the Northern Mariana Islands. It's very important. Tinian and Saipan. So, and these are also ground zero of uh, any, any, once this, this big country to the left moves and they, they will move. Um, Guam, Tinian, Saipan are ground zero of our abilities, our basing ability to project force four to support and defend Taiwan. And we do have extensive treaties as opposed to the Ukraine where we have no treaties. Uh, we actually have several treaties and the National Defense Authorization Act signed by the occupant of the White House uh, was chock full of new things and new treaties uh, about Taiwan. And uh, some people still don't understand Taiwan. Taiwan is on the front line of freedom for all of us. Because when China moves, it's not about Taiwan. It's about us. It's about America. It's about American sovereign territory. Because this big country to the left can't take Taiwan without suppressing Guam, Tinian, and Saipan by fire and Hawaii off the map here. Oh, now we have Alaska and also Japan, also South Korea, also the Philippines. This will be a worldwide cataclysm when this starts. Everybody says, Taiwan has nothing to do with us. Get real. Yes, it does. This is not like the Ukraine in any way, shape or form. This is the real deal in the main game. So get ready. Um, so just wanted to point out several things. Um, we got the DF-26 missile, uh, a ballistic missile. China is not bound by any treaty. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, so their DF-26 missile, which can also hit moving targets such as carriers, we don't have anything like that, uh, can range Taiwan, or excuse, range Guam, Tinian, and Saipan, and essentially uh, make it all the way out to Hawaii. But also any incoming ships, they can target with the DF-26. That's a ballistic missile that goes up into space, comes down, and can hit a moving ship. We don't have anything like that. It's pretty amazing. 
So some important things here. Japan is a very close relationship. Uh, and Japan is a very powerful military, very powerful Navy, very powerful Air Force, very powerful Army, and they're developing a Marine Corps. They will fight. There's a close lineage and relationship with Taiwan. Uh, there may be bad feelings from other countries from World War II, but close relationship Japan and Taiwan. They will fight. Um, South Korea now has a conservative government again. They threw out the left-wing Moon Jae-in. Um, they have actually been talking, surprisingly enough. It's all, it was always char- difficult when I was in the Department of Defense to get these two countries to work. Still some bad blood from World War II. They are talking now. They have a, Korea has a very powerful Navy, Air Force, and Army. So when things kick off, though, Probably North uh, South Korea is going to have to be facing North Korea in a, in a, in a, in a at least if nothing else a spoiling attack. There's Japanese islands right back down here behind Taiwan that uh, will be are being developed and armed and equipped by both America and uh, uh, Japan to provide supporting fires uh, uh, in in defense of Taiwan. It was just announced uh, an article today in a, in a major Taiwanese new, newspaper. The uh, administration has asked permission to store arms and ammunition in Taiwan. We used to have a very, we used to have a massive presence in Taiwan. Uh, thanks to Kissinger, we walked away from Taiwan. Bad idea. Still paying for that. There's some islands right here above the Philippines that could be very helpful. Now, unfortunately, the Chinese have already moved south through down here, just off the map to the Solomon Islands, a left-wing government that essentially is very unpopular with its people, almost thrown out of office until the Australians came in to stabilize things and essentially maintained this left-wing kook who the people didn't want in power. Thank you, Australia. Um, but uh, there's now a footprint forward uh, uh, by China in the sacred Solomon Islands where my grandfather fought, where many Americans fought and died in the Second World War down Guadalcanal. So they're behind the second island chain. They're behind the second island chain. But if I was a if I was a PLA planner uh, for the the Chinese military, I'd be thinking about why don't we just occupy this first? Filipinos uh, do not have a very uh, they have a very weak military. They don't, they have almost a non-existent military. So uh, that's a, that's a grave concern. Grave concern. You know why 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 make Taiwan where you can just have a beachhead right here? But a bunch of new treaties have just been signed in the last few weeks, like the last three weeks between America and the Philippines, including it was some more details were just announced, including opening up a new uh, American Air Force base uh, in the north of the Philippines. Not the old Clark. Clark was destroyed in 92 by the by the earthquake. So <clears throat> there you go. Sean, any questions? Not really. You're kind of out of my uh area of expertise with this kind of geopolitical talk, but uh, I appreciate that we're having it because I guess just, you know, from a layman's perspective, if uh, I were the Chinese and I was considering the possibility of Trump becoming president again in 2024, then, you know, it might be uh, my thought to make the move on Taiwan sooner than later because Biden is an ineffectual puppet and I don't think he's going to do anything. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he's sending very mixed signals. I mean, he's uh, uh, the we we essentially have American troops already on Taiwan. That's been publicly announced. Uh, uh, we've had trainers there for years, even back during the Obama Biden years. And I was a I was a liaison to Taiwan from the Department of Defense for Cyber Matters. But we talked uh, other things such as special operations support missions, such as submarines, such as tanks. So they're they're sending a very confusing message right now because we're storing it. We want to store ammunition there. We have troops forward, essentially a battalion to brigade size forward, in addition to our special operator trainers. We're sending very, but, you know, we're, 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 we're being very, you know, uh, uh, subservient to the Chinese. And uh, we got, you know, maybe even the president himself is bought off, even if he doesn't realize what he blew, he blew all the money he received and has to take out a bank loan against his house. So I don't know. I don't think, I think they're very confused on what they're, they're trying to communicate. Um so, uh, so this is, uh, I, I, things are going to happen and we will come to there. Some people say, Oh, Biden's going to do nothing. Um, we're going to believe me, uh, as, as incompetent and out of touch as, uh, as this, uh, uh, person occupying the white house is we're already, we're already putting our feet into it. It's there. Uh, and we have treaties. We have treaties, not like Ukraine. We don't have no, cre- no treaties with Ukraine. We have treaties here. 
and we have to be good for our word, even if we have somebody who's uh, who's an embarrassment in the in the in the White House. And again, Japan's going to fight. If Japan goes to war, we're going to go to war, no question about it. And if South Korea is going to fight, we're going to fight alongside both Japan and South Korea. We're going to do that. Um, the Australians are going to be in. The English are going to be in, even though they have no military. <clears throat> but uh, just a little orientation here for the, the country of Taiwan. Uh, so here's the capital city up here, Taipei, one of their major ports, Keelung. Their other major port is Kaohsiung. Now, this is really important. A lot of people don't realize it's about Taiwan. They have three forward counties, and they do use the term counties. Uh, they got Pengu County, which is this island grouping right here, which provides great advanced uh, security for the main island. This is, this is about 300 miles long. It's a rather large island, about 300, 350 miles long, about 50 to 75 miles wide. It's a fairly large island, 25 million people. And oh, by the way, English, in fact, that's a, a suggestion I made when I was there on one of my early trips. Uh, English uh, proficiency is extremely important in foreign military sales. It really helps things. And I suggested uh, 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 how important it was. Uh, and they have a partner nation in the, in the area. I'm not going to name which one. That English is the official language. Guess what they did? English is now an official language. It's not just uh, 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 the classic Mandarin. It's also um, it's also English. <clears throat> so you got Pengu County right here. You got Kamoi uh, right up here. Kamoi County. You got Matsu uh, right here. These will probably fall during any initial move, but they're going to provide. They're going to extract a lot of blood in return for falling out of the. Uh, out of the, the the Chinese naval elements, uh, it'll be it'll it'll be they'll they'll extract blood and punishment for for any Chinese move. Now you got and people forget in the 1950s we had uh, significant conflict and air battles. We were flying again. We used to have an extensive American presence uh, on Taiwan, including nuclear weapons. We had a lot of nukes in uh, Taiwan, and. Uh, we had air battles uh, for a number of years over the 50s. We shracked the Chinese over and over again uh, in air battles as they challenged us. And finally, they just gave up. They were getting shracked so bad. So a uh, uh, lot of history, a lot of history. This, talking about the economics, about an 80% chance that every one of the viewers of the, of the SGT report right now probably have a product, including a car, it has a chip in it that yeah. came from one of these five plants. This is what it's all about right now. It's not just about occupying and retaking Taiwan, which was never part of China anyway. It's about these five plants, TSMC. They make roughly 80% of the world microchips, computer chips. They're experts at it. Can't figure out why. I, I spent, I spent a, a number of trips to Taiwan. I got to know a number of the players in Taiwan, I could never figure it out what the technical te uh, the, their technology advantage was, but they can do chips, do them well. They do them. Our, our biggest maker is Intel Corp, but Intel Corp essentially buys a lot of uh, these chips from these plants. This is the TSMC, and they built a huge plant in Arizona, right above Phoenix, Maricopa County. Unfortunately, maybe it'll help in future voting patterns. I don't know, but uh, but these plants. One, two, three, four, five. In Tainan, we're going to talk about this one a little bit more. Americans, this is about chips. China needs those chips. China dropped, I've been watching this, uh, China created a clone company called HSMC to try to mimic and take over uh, chip production. They couldn't do it. That's um, about $27 billion. I underestimated. I thought it was about $9 billion. They dropped about $27 billion right now, and they're going through and arresting a lot of the old officials of HSMC because it was a fraud. Uh, they got nothing out of HSMC. That was, uh, it was a giant Ponzi scheme. And so, so uh, she is uh, ensuring uh, most of the leadership of the old HSMC corporation is being arrested because they just blew $27 billion. They, don't even, they can't even figure out what happened to it. But Americans, you depend on these chips. Okay, until we can transition more production back to the U.S. mainland at this huge plant that's now been tripled in size right above Phoenix and uh, uh, Arizona. This is what China's after. They need the foundries. They need the workforce. This is the challenge. They can't just blow up Taiwan. They need to take Taiwan alive and unspoiled. Hmm. How do you do that? 
That's a real challenge. It's a real challenge. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor. Silver has been valued for its beauty and rarity for centuries. But did you know it also plays a vital role in modern industry and tech? According to Noble Gold Investments CEO Colin Plume, who I just interviewed recently, silver could be the new oil. From electronics to solar panels, demand for silver is only set to rise. That's why investing in a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is a smart choice for those looking to secure their financial future. With a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA, you can invest in physical silver coins or bars and take advantage of its unique properties as both a precious metal and industrial commodity. Not only does a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA provide a hedge against inflation and market volatility, it also allows you to diversify your portfolio with an asset proven to hold its value over time. And this month, you'll get a beautiful Silver Eagle coin with every qualifying IRA of $20,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com to get started. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Your thoughts? Yeah. What about AMD? So we have Intel, we have AMD. Uh, Is there just no domestic chip production here in the United States for the most part? Uh, yeah, I mean, Intel Corporation, AMD, but but for a variety of reasons, the Taiwanese have just become dominant worldwide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you got Samsung also in South Korea. But between those groups, they make almost 100% of the world's chips. This is a new oil. And the Biden team is incompetent and corrupt as it is. They have clamped down last October. They gave draconian rules on export of chips uh, to China. I just imagine it's summer of 1941 and Roosevelt cut off oil and rubber to Japan. Cut off oil and rubber to Japan. Japan had no oil or rubber. What do you think? Uh, they were cutting off the supplies in Malaya. That that set off the six-month timeline to Pearl Harbor for, for Japan. They had no choice. They had no choice. I'm not justifying Japan in any way, shape, or form. But when Roosevelt cut off oil, he wasn't thinking through the consequences. And uh, so they've cut off uh, chip export to um, uh, China. China needs them. It's a dual-use technology for both weapons for both weapons, our, our, all of our, <clears throat> our javelin missiles that go to Ukraine, they have chips that very likely came from Taiwan. This is one of the huge findings and, and, uh, as, we've, and we've, as we've tried to ramp up our industrial base. We need these chips. China needs them also. With the, with the restrictions that the Biden team put in place last October, it almost, it, it almost was like a World War II. It set off the timeline. China is uh, is out of chips. They need energy. They need food. They need the dominant currency, and they need chips. So, so yeah, it, it just go ahead. Well, okay. So just for the audience, because I'm playing along here too, and uh, with everything going on in the world, there's so much turmoil. I mean, we're being hit by multifaceted attacks. You know, at every turn, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, you know, Ukraine seems to be so damned important to this administration. We don't hear a lot about this. I mean, I know Taiwan is strategically critical. What is your timeline for this thing? How do you see this playing out? What is the urgency of our message here today? Uh, well, OK, you, you've heard of the General Minahan letter from a few weeks ago. General Minahan, the four star, put out the, the, the memo, get ready for war, right? No, no, sir. I missed it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Sean. I apologize. Uh, yeah, General Minahan, an Air Force four-star, one of the two patriots uh, in the military that we can trust. He's the head of Air Mobility Command in the Air Force. All the transport aircraft uh, in the Air Force, all the tankers, he said, get ready for war. It's going to happen. Now, he says 25. He says 2025. Well, that's not too far away. Uh, I say this year. I say this year because, as you said, as you said, do they want to complete uh, the de- uh, uh, decapitating America uh, or do they want to wait for Trump to get back in office? Uh, uh, I think they, they want the former, not the latter. So, And I think they're not ready for an amphibious invasion, but I think this is, uh, this is becoming more and more real and stark. And I would suggest things are really going to start to begin this year. Are we talking World War Three here? I mean, an actual... Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. This is World War Three. It's about to happen right in front of us. And 
and you know we're 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 we're, we're yelling at Biden, and uh, we got World War Three upon us here. So let's yell at Biden and prepare for World War Three at the same time. So because uh, it's happening, baby. I mean, I don't I don't like what's going on. I don't like uh, I don't like it at all. Uh, but we we need to we need to put on our game face and get ready. We do have some generals and admirals that we can trust. Not uh, not uh, every. Oops. And I lost it there for some reason. That's I got. I got to play with this here just a second here. We have some admirals and generals we can trust, but um, <clears throat> we got to get ready to spite. We got to figure out. We got to do everything at the same time. I'm sorry. Sounds like overwhelming, um, and it's 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 crazy. Get used to it. Embrace the suck because it ain't going to get better until it gets. Uh, it's not. It's going to get worse until it gets better. And uh, that's just the way it is. I'm just, the people need to be, uh, we need to be honest with the people. We need to be uh, open with the people um, and uh, let them know things that are happening. This is the game. This is the real game here. And it's, uh, things are rapidly heading toward a, a shooting war, which is World War Three. Well, how does that work, though, if China needs to take Taiwan alive? You know, I mean, really, in practical terms, they can't destroy the nation. They want the semiconductor plants. How does that work? How do, what it, this doesn't this doesn't necessarily look like traditional warfare, then, does it? Absolutely, yeah. This is what's called unrestricted warfare. They want to defeat America by not having to fight us directly. That's the last case. But I think again, you know, they can't feed their population. They need energy. They they can't they can't produce energy domestically enough to provide for their nation. They need to act, control the world's money supply. Things are still not happening fast enough. So that's where I think they have no option but be forced toward the military, which is the final. But this is unrestricted warfare. They want to destabilize America by Antifa, by, um, by social unrest, by fentanyl. They want to defeat America by not having to fight us. But th- the timeline... Although it's bad, things are not good for us. It's not happening fast enough for them. Because remember, he just put down a massive uprising. She in China just put out a massive uprising in October and November of last year. Didn't get a whole lot of attention in America. But the uprising spooked the the regime because they saw that when the Chinese people uh, rise up simultaneously, they can be overwhelmed. And that scared them. These conversations get so challenging for me because – I don't want to just be the bad news guy, right? But the real news, there's a lot of bad news in the real news, and uh, we're hitting folks hard today. So how does this play out? Describe the uh, war game, war game it for us. How does this, how does it start? And then what is America's response? Because I have young men for sons, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sending them to die in Taiwan, I can assure you. Well, again, like I said, this is not just about Taiwan, because when they move, uh, they're going to have to take out uh, Guam, Tinian, Saipan. They're going to have to take out Hawaii. This is American territory. So we're in this whether we like it or not. And uh, uh, so, yeah, well, I think this is one of the scenarios that's it's interesting because uh, remember the early days of the Ukraine war, Russia thought they were going to be able to seize Kiev by, uh, by, a, by a huge aerial and special operations raid on Hostomel Airport just to the left of Kiev. Um, one and, and remember the uh, in the no limits agreement between uh, China and Russia, Putin essentially said, "I'm going to take Ukraine in 72 hours. I got this. This is going to be uh, Russia's desert storm, just like America in the Middle East. We got this. Don't worry about it." Um, and now a year later, how's it going? So when they tried to seize Hostomel Airport, uh, raids like that work when you're relieved on very short notice by ground forces that have uh, uh, additional firepower and supplies. Well, you remember that, uh, that column that for weeks could not make the 50 mile route South um, from Belarus to uh, the airport. That was that the whole plan fell apart because within, within hours, uh, Ukrainian, uh, a small number of Ukrainian regulars, reservists and civilians Swarm the airport and overwhelm the uh, special operators, uh, the Russian special operators, and airborne and kill them, and that, that wiped out their whole. That's why we're in this this grueling land war right now because that failure of that operation. This is what they're going to try in Taiwan. Is one of the scenarios uh, I, I'm thinking about. 
This is uh, this is the TSMC fi- uh, plant Fab 14 down at Tainan City, and um, you know, so potentially, are they going to stage? a lightning raid, you know, are they going to try in the opening stages when they, when they turn from unrestricted warfare, PSYOP, fentanyl, Antifa, destabilization of American society to we're running out of time. We got to take it. We got to take it now. Cause remember they're cut off from all these chips. So are they going to try a raid? So here's a, uh, uh, here's a, here's the airfield. It's a small airport for Tainan city. Or are they going to try a raid on, on the airport here? Seize that airport. Here's a possible beach landing site. It's kind of broad, wide, and open. Not as much down here. They could maybe try it here and immediately link up with the airborne forces. But they got about a 12 to 14-mile route they got to make up to the plant from either either place. They got about, about 12 to 14 miles. And, you know, and, and this is some of the things our special operators or I've been training, actually, even when I was going to Taiwan in 2014, we were beginning this training. But if Taiwan regulars and reservists and civilians, if they just block these routes, with city buses and start raining fire uh, on, uh, on uh, the, the, the Chinese raid, this is just going to become a debacle. You know, it's going to be a debacle right here and here. And then when the Taiwan tanks are able to roll in, because remember, these special operators are not going to have tanks and you got tanks start to roll in on these. It's going to be it's going to be they're going to just chew up the raid forces that try and come up, come up this route or try and come up this route from the beaches. So that's that's what I'm thinking. And there's already there's already some hints and talks of <clears throat> maybe even starting to move uh uh, some of the some of the workforce uh, to to America. So there's some of that talk. Um, it was O'Brien who was Trump's uh, uh, national security advisor, who also just said like yesterday, um, we're not going to let these. Tr- uh, no matter what, we're not going to let these fall into uh, Chinese hands. Uh, we'll destroy these these fabs if we have to. And these are fairly large facilities. I mean, this is going to take a number of tomahawks in several ways to make sure we destroy everything. But you still got the workforce. But we got to I mean, there's been there's been hints and talks about starting to work plans to evacuate the workforce for the fabs back to back to Arizona and the big plant, uh, big plant structures being built north of Phoenix. So, yeah, let me do a screen share for you and get your thoughts on uh, this. So uh, Russia and China are uh, getting chummy, as I mentioned, Uh, they are agreeing to de-dollarize trades between themselves and meanwhile we're already in a proxy war with russia so the last thing we need is another war certainly world war three is nothing we welcome so what do you make of that what do you make of uh, the potential hyperinflation of the dollar the collapse of the dollar that would put a real monkey wrench in our uh, ability to defend taiwan wouldn't it well it would i mean this is the primary dollar number one thing is they want to dominate uh the, they want to be the reserve currency and I, I didn't see a date on that article, but uh, I, I don't know if that was before or after the Saudi deal. March 5th. But after the Saudi de- What's that? March 5th, 2023. Yeah. yeah, I think that was right before the Saudi deal. Uh, so, I mean, with, I didn't think the Saudis were going to, I think the Saudis, uh, I thought the Saudis were going to hang with us. Um, but uh, the, the Biden team has not been, uh, has not been friends with the Saudis. And I could never figure that one out. So uh, um, uh, I don't know. At this point in time, I mean, that is the center of the center of gravity is the reserve currency. Because when you're the reserve currency, you get to essentially dictate the world terms and conditions on economic activities. This is why we have powerful trade sanction uh, 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 ability, which the Russians have really in some ways uh, been able to work around to some measure. The Chinese have been able to work around that those 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 transact those sanctions exist because we are the reserve currency and we can essentially intimidate uh, banks into going our way and following uh, following uh, what we say on these matters. Um, you know, and if we're not the reserve currency, banks are going to say, "Well, you know what? You're not really considered the world world's reserve currency anymore. We're not going to follow what you say." That's essentially what happens in these situations. God, I hate to be such a skeptic, but, you know, I mean, the question should be asked is like, whose wars are these anymore? You say we, 
Well, the Federal Reserve isn't we. The bankers' wars, that's not we. None of these, all these wars are manufactured and made to happen to benefit the banksters who loan money to both sides and always get paid back. You know, so it's just like, it's exhausting, man. This conversation is just, uh, the last thing I wanted to do today is give uh, folks another thing to worry about. Well, uh, I'll uh, I'll give you my next time. I'll give you my unicorn brief. How about that, Sean? Yeah, uni- unicorns, puppies, yeah, ponies. Let's keep it light next time, John. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Well, you want to talk about nuclear force parity or what? Oh, geez. Well, let's see here. Let's look at the clock. Uh, let's say we have 10 minutes left. I have no idea how you're going to summarize this entire conversation. You're, you've taken us into the deep end today, the very, very, very deep end. Like I said, out of my wheelhouse. Well, I would say, you know, we're just going to have to resolve to uh, figure out a way to get Trump back in office, uh, you know, no later than 24. I think that's what it's all about. And, uh, um you know, we just have to persevere no matter what, no matter what the odds. We just have to be Churchillian in this. So, uh, you know, I apologize. I didn't want to, uh, uh, oh, no, no, I wanted no. this to be, I wanted this to be a, a, a situational awareness, uh, uh, session so people can kind of understand what's going on. But, uh, I think we should be honest and forthright with what's going on here. And yeah, I don't, a lot of this stuff is manufactured. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But uh, when they start uh, dropping missiles on uh, on American territory, whether we like it or not, uh, it's not going to be good. Right. Right. I think that uh, everything that you're talking about here in this conversation today is far, far more important than uh, what we get from the mainstream horror media every day about Ukraine. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. Yes, that's very important uh, because I don't want to be at war with Russia. But this is a whole different level of trauma. This is a whole different level of uh trouble coming our way john it, it is I, I i don't know how to be uh, i don't want to be alarmist i i don't want to freak people out but i i think we need to be realistic with what's going on because otherwise in five years we're going to be we're going to be huddled in our our destroyed houses figuring how did we get here mm-hmm. um because yeah it's bad yeah we have an out of control of federal government yeah we have a weaponized doj and fbi all those things are true. Yeah, we have an open border, uh, but we also have the main opponent about to rain fire on American sovereign territory. So um, we need to uh, figure out how to retake our country while defending ourselves from, because uh, this is not about Taiwan. This is about us, because they are going to rain fire on American territory. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And uh, we're going to have to figure out how to, uh, how to win. But again, the, in the Revolutionary War, it was 13%. I think we can do it. Can you remind people, where do you post material like this? Is this, if people really wanted to dig in further and really research with your help, how would they do that? Wow, you caught me, Sean. I, I mean, a lot of these briefs I've been, I've been starting to do because a lot of people have asked me to start doing these briefs. Uh, <clears throat> so I just, I haven't really posted a lot of these slides yet. Uh, you know, I'm Colonel Rhett John on Getter, Colonel Rhett John on Getter and Truth. Um, the uh, the book, uh, my book is available on the nationwillfollow.com. That's my time fighting the deep state internally, fingering, uh, fingering uh, these evildoers to the Durham investigation and, uh, hold, and, and doing my best to hold 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 them accountable. And then the action plan for the citizen at the county level. Um, but I'll tell you what, I have another website, nine mil group. I think I may start posting some of these sites, some of these slides there, but I'm, I'm, I'm being asked to do these, a lot of these briefs. And so I, uh, I thought I'd share it with you. I'll do my, my, uh, I'll do my unicorn and puppy dog brief next time. All right. <laughs> Let's get that on the books. Let's get that on the books. All right. Well, maybe just to wrap up the conversation and bring it back into the territory I'm more comfortable with, election fraud. Do you have any updates at all about Cary Lake's situation, Maricopa County? I mean, we've got a traitor in chief there with yeah. the governor, Katie Hobbs. It's an absolute joke. The first thing she did was dismantle border security. There's rumors she's in the pocket of the Sinaloa cartel. I mean, who'd be surprised if that's true? Any updates for us at all? Because until we start taking our country back... <laughs> Until we start taking our country back, as you and I talked about last time, on a county level, 
we need to start taking it back on a local level, county level, state level. Any updates for us at all? Well, um, yeah, actually some good news that the uh, Arizona Supreme Court uh, kicked back uh, uh, to the lower court and uh, essentially said because there was a significant number of uh, I use uh, Jovan Pulitzer as my my metric on um, on the numbers, but uh, uh, way more than the margin of victory on the signature uh, uh, on the signature ma- matching issue. So that game is still in play. That game is still in play. Big victory. Supreme Court kicked it back and said, you got to do it. So uh, and then some people said, oh, yeah, but that's the lower court that was corrupt and didn't want to do it. Guys, I'm sorry. This is what we got to fight with and deal with. And uh, let's let's take a victory. Let's, let's take an incremental victory. The Supreme Court kicked it back to the lower court, said, do it. That's a that's a big deal. What we got to do in uh, Maricopa and there, there's talks about a recall effort uh, against uh, uh, um, Hobbs. Uh, I'd say do it. It was kind of uh, uh, it kind of floundered when they first tried it. Um, well, they haven't tried it against Hobbs, but they tried some recall against officials. But I think they they tried too many too fast. Just focus on Hobbs. We got to identify leadership. A lot of people have been fighting ever since twenty uh, November twenty in in Phoenix. In, in Phoenix, uh, people are worn out. Let's find a fresh set of leaders um, in uh, Maricopa. So that's that's good news. I think uh, on the national front, this whole uh, Southern District of New York, a county attorney, uh, um, this uh, uh, this this uh, they always call him the uh, Manhattan District Attorney. He's a county attorney is uh essentially backing off saying i never said i was gonna i was never said i was gonna arrest trump you know and uh this whole thing seems to be falling apart we cannot allow precedent Merrick garland as corrupt as he is should be squashing this this sets a horrible precedent they will rue the day that they allow if they allow that to happen the doj should step in and squash it same with the uh same with the uh thing in fulton county uh i mean there's a county uh they keep on hinting at this county. I think it's Fulton County in Georgia that's going to return an indictment against Trump. And then they had the crazy uh, lady who was the uh, chair of the uh, uh, of the, of the uh, jury panel, and she was an absolute fool. Um, that thing seems to be uh, you know going nowhere. Also, it should, we can't we can't have counties. Counties need are the basis, but you can't have counties reaching out this is what they did to tom delay back in the 2000s when he was uh uh you know uh, uh majority whip of the house uh and a, a county in uh texas went after him and re- you know essentially removed him from office totally everything was overturned later total fraud but uh, we can't let counties are the basis that's where we need to fight you can't have counties though reaching up and taking out federal figures like this so uh so good news in Maricopa. Uh, we just got to uh, let's let's bring up new and fresh leaders in Maricopa and Fulton and, and Philadelphia. Uh, we just have to use the rest of the state to smother Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Yeah, you know, I agree with uh, Rand Paul that Elvin Bragg, I guess that's the D.A. or whatever. Yes, yes, Elvin Bragg. Yes. He needs to be arrested. I mean, he really ought to be Absolutely. tried for his crimes here. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a banana republic. It's a theme that continues to come up in my conversations time and time again is we're kind of living in a banana republic now where there is no equal justice under the law. There's no equal application of justice. And that's what's turning people off to this thing that, you know, we love our country, but we hate our government. That's the push pull of this relationship. We are in an abusive relationship with this federal government. So, you know, I guess the 10th Amendment, there's where we can wrap it up. An idea whose time has come. States rights. We just need to nullify any tyranny coming from the federal government. And boy, there's a lot of it coming from the federal government, Joe Biden, his administration, and these puppet agencies that seem to serve him in the new world order. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, we have to take down the deep state. And and that's what it's all about. And we just have, uh, we have a culture that is just uh, burrowed in into Washington, D.C. and a massive federal government that is just inefficient, uh, chews up tax resources, inhibits growth. And, uh, you know, we have to, we have to change this structure fundamentally. Um, 
that's that's the, that's the challenge. I think we can do this. Uh, so that's your positive message for this uh, this session. I think we can do this. Uh, again, hey, it's only 13% who won the revolution. Uh, we're a lot more than 13%. Yeah, and uh, judging by that latest Trump rally in Waco, Texas, we're a lot more than 13%. I mean, what other politician in your memory can get those kind of crowds to show up? Yeah. Nobody. I mean, <clears throat> Nobody. Yeah. Maybe Katie Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this model of uh, Joe Biden, then Katie Hobbs, um, then the uh, recall of, uh, of uh, Gavin Newsom, you know, these, these uh, the blue team doing no comp- campaigning, sitting in their basements and winning. Come on, give me a break. Um, there's no question about it, but they figured out how to cook the books uh, in these key counties. And uh, citizens, it's going to take a long, I, I'm, I'm sorry, there's, there's a pony somewhere in this pile, there's a puppy and there's a unicorn somewhere in this pile but we're just going to have to fight it out. It's going to be a long, hard slog. Everybody says, we don't have 50 years. Well, I'm sorry. They stole the country over 50 years. You know, we're not just going to push, be a push a button and have it back. Uh, it's going to be a long, hard slog, just being honest. Yeah. But we can do this and just get a steel resolve and steel endurance because that's it's going to be who wants to win, who wants to win. And that's where we have to show a steel resolve, no matter what, who wants to win. I want a constitutional republic to win. Yeah, yeah, you and me both and uh, all of the listeners, I can assure you. All right. Well, John, thanks so much today. We uh, appreciate the uh, reality check as it pertains to China, Taiwan, and what evidently is World War III headed down the pike. Boy, I hope it doesn't happen. Jeez, there's got to be a way to just get beyond this stuff, right? I mean... I don't think God put us all here so that we could wage endless wars. I just don't think that uh, that's what he intended. Well, we'll uh, in heaven, we'll all look at each other and uh, and uh, enjoy uh, a wonderful eternity. But uh, uh, during this er- earthly passage, this is the we have to we're all sinful, imperfect and fallen. And uh, that's uh, that's what we have to deal with here. And uh, so I think our form of governance is the best that God has ever allowed man to uh, to uh, have. So we just got to fight and uh, uh, we got to fight internally. And uh, we have a uh, an aggressor outside of us uh, that is looking for the showdown. And we're going to have to take care of a deep state globalist and China, which are all the same thing at once. And I think we can do this. You know, I just had a thought pop into my head, so forgive me if this is too far off base. I don't know if you'll have any intel about this or not, but uh, speaking of the importance of semiconductor chips and stuff, do you remember the disappearance of, what was it, MH370? Is that the plane that disappeared? Uh, That was Malaysian Airlines, right, right, right. Okay. Do you remember the sub-story to that story, which was Rothschild held part patent on a freescale semiconductor chip some advanced chip, a really amazing chip. I don't understand the technology, but uh, the other patent holders all went down with that plane, disappeared with that plane, leaving Rothschild as the sole owner of that Freescale patent. Do you know anything about that at all? The reason I bring it up, John, is because in my view, and uh, folks should watch the documentary, all wars are bankster wars. Wow. Um, Every time I thought I knew everything, um, and then I realized I didn't. I didn't hear that one. That that aircraft, the, the disappearance of that aircraft still makes no sense. And uh, a great mis- unresolved mystery over what happened there. And uh, I don't, uh, at this point in time, I mean, <clears throat> they're essentially blaming a crazy pilot. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so that that downing. That just was bizarre. Well, it's interesting, too. I just heard uh, a very lucid bit of discussion about this. And do you remember that? I think it was another Malaysian plane that was shot down over Russia. Do you remember that plane? Because here's the story. Uh, The theory is that MH370 was perhaps overtaken electronically. I don't know remote control, but it landed in Diego Garcia. But ultimately, it was replaned rebadged as the plane that was shot down over Russia because the theory is is that the bodies that were aboard MH370, the people aboard that plane, were then shot down over Russia because, go back and check this, you'll find this fascinating. 
reports on the ground of those bodies that had just been shot down where those were putrefied, rotting bodies that had been dead for at least several weeks, if not months. So there's a real question about what MH370 even was. You know, what was that? Was it rebadged as the plane that got shot down over Russia? Wow, that is wild. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I, I know, I don't take, at this point in time, I don't take anything off the table. I may push it over to the side and said, need more information on this one. But yeah, are there, cons- you know, there is no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences either. So <laughs> why does Steve Bannon always say that? I don't get that. I know that's a Steve Bannon line, but there are conspiracies. Why does he say that? Um, well, boy, I tell you what, uh, I don't want to go into the details on that right now. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, I think it's a conspiracy. I mean, that was Mockingbird. That was a CIA operation. That's factual history. Um, you know, the term was anybody who doubted the Russian, the Russian thing was a conspiracy theorist. I mean, they, they use that to discredit others, but now they've used, now they've weaponized it against the American people. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, I think it's a very sage and, uh, I think it's a very sage and, and thoughtful thing, uh, to deter the, uh, uh all the snide, uh, Harvster, uh, Harvard Belfer Center types. It's just, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Well, there's no coincidences either. So, uh, so, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke at, uh, you Belfer centered, uh, shucksters so uh yeah i uh i hadn't heard that one about the i know i had to fly one time from london to singapore and i you i i poured over the joint travel regulation to figure out which way could i go to avoid ukrainian airspace because mm. uh, i did not want to fly over ukraine at that time yeah wise man yeah i like bannon by the way uh i think you're right too he probably says that just to demystify or to neuter that label conspiracy because the mainstream horror media, the mockingbird mainstream media, they love to refer to everything as a conspiracy theory. According to them, there are no conspiracies and they use it as an ad hominem. It's a pejorative. You know that. All right. Hey, John, before we go, can you just show people the book again? The nation will follow. I see it sitting back there. Why don't you grab it? Tell people how they can get your book too, please. Hey, Go to the nationwillfollow.com. Put in code SGT for a nice discount. The nationwillfollow.com. My time in the deep state, fighting the deep state, fingering these criminals to the Durham investigation, and then the action plan for the citizen prefaced by Stephen K. Bannon. Use code SGT for a nice discount. Excellent. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time today, guys. Our guest has been retired Army Colonel John Mills. John, thanks so much. We really do appreciate you. Hey, Sean, thank you. It's an honor to be on your show and uh, looking forward to it again. Take care. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll get you on again. And uh, friends, I want to thank you all for sticking with us. Challenging information here. Like I said, I'm not an expert on Taiwan and China. You know who is? Steve Bannon and Colonel John Mills. So we'll continue to follow this important story and pray to God we don't end up in World War III. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I will remind you every single day for free, you can visit us directly at sgtreport.com, thephaser.com, and thelibertymill.com. Those are three antidotes to corporate propaganda in all of those mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. They're smashing everything right now. They're stealing as much stuff as they can. And then I think there's just going to be the rubble left behind. For purposes of the law of war, it sure looks to me as though our government has already been captured and our nation has already lost.